This is episode 54 for Tuesday, July 5th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be covering Style 1D, American Wheat. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. How are y'all doing? Tired. <laughs> yeah, it was a long weekend. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I have to agree with you, even though I was not at the same event that you all <laughs> were at. Turned on Austin for a buddy's wedding. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. Got to try out some new uh, breweries, local Austin-ish. We were actually in Cedar Park. so yeah, close enough. Yeah, I went to, uh, was it Whitestone Brewing? Yes. And Redhorn? Yes. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that was, that was neat. Good beer. Yeah, the Whitestone was better than Redhorn. I think Travis and I both kind of agreed on that one. Yeah, Whitestone was pretty cool to hang out. Reminded me of Free Tail. Oh. It was at a shopping center, but had the same kind of vibe. And that's that was, cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Had good beer, and then uh, down the street was another brewery slash coffee house slash sandwich shop. That one had a different kind of feel to it. Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, it was neat. And we also brought back some Austin beer to feature for our episode today. Yeah. So cool. that's going to be exciting. We have things that are not available in DFW, but they are uh, fitting to our style. So that's going to be something we are looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be cool. Fun. That'll be awesome. I uh, Oh, yeah, we're back. Um, uh, I went to Tup's uh, yesterday. Tup's Brewery in McKinney. Uh, I was up there for our old friend Gentry's wedding. Oh. Because mm-hmm. uh, Courtney was doing her makeup. Yeah. Um, I wondered why you were up there. So I had about four hours to kill. So <laughs> I went to Tup's. I, I, I took Caitlin's car and went to Tup's. Good beer. Really cool place. I've never been there before. Uh, very big. Very, very big. Nice setup. Um. Yeah, it was really good beer. That's on my list of places to visit this summer. Yeah, definitely worth it in my opinion. Um, and I've actually I've actually talked to them and uh, they're very interested in doing a brewery spotlight in the near future. Cool. cool. And they're also interested in having Housebone out uh, to play out there, play some some jazz. They want to do what to your house? They they want to have Housebone, my my, my jazz oh, group. Okay. <laughs> out out to. You know, play some jazz for the crowds. So. Yeah, and you said you witnessed a bartender subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, as soon as I told her about it, she uh, pulled her phone out, got on iTunes, and hit the subscribe button. Yeah, so we cool. have a new subscriber. Well, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Send a shout out to her. I never caught her name, unfortunately. Um, I was pretty buzzed at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. It was a neat yeah. place. So I'm I'm looking forward to going back at some point soon. So. I really wanted to go to Franconia, though, because they had a brewery tour that day and, you know, nothing mm-hmm. else. I've never been to Franconia, so that one would be fun also. They do all German-style beers. Yeah, I've been there a couple so. times back in the day when it was just Franconia and Rar, and that was it. Right. <laughs> you know, I think Lauren works at a brewery in Colorado. Um, oh, okay. I went to high school with her. Okay. Um, so, Lauren, we'd love to come out. At some point, maybe. <laughs> when we can make it up to Colorado. Yeah, and when, when we're not broke. <laughs> yeah, We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. we are live streaming again. So if um, you are... The uh, Book of Faces. Yeah. Yes. You feel free. 
It is public. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. If if if, uh, if you can't find it, just search Brew Styles Podcasts. Our uh, recording times have been a little sporadic lately because we're on summer break. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're kind of recording whenever we get a chance to. But um, I think if you want to watch us live, then we'll try to start, you know, posting ahead of time when we're going to be recording so you can check that out. Word. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to get some extra listeners. Typically, yeah. it's on Sundays at 2.30 Central Time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's just been all over the place. Yeah. We've had Friday night recordings, Sunday night recordings. <laughs> I think this is the closest we've gotten to the original time in a yeah. while. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we are still without Eddie. Yeah. Uh, this might be the last week without him. We're hoping to get him back soon. But um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just one of the things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so So what are we drinking right now, Travis? You brought this. Yeah. Yes, I brought a beer uh especially for today. Is it a beer or is it a country? It is all of it. <laughs> Since this uh this episode comes out on July fifth. Yesterday would have been July fourth, so happy Independence Day. In celebration of that we are drinking our country. America. We are drinking America. Home of the brave. That is exactly what the can says. America. America. It used to say unum. Budweiser, <laughs> but now it says America. From the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream <clears throat> waters, this land was made for you and me. That's what and, it says on the can. And, it's a regular uh, can, too. It is a regular can. <laughs> it's not a printed-on can. We do not typically support... This company, but thought of in light of it, you know, whatever. And the uh, the irony has not escaped me that a brewery that is uh, that is owned by a Belgium company is touting the Americaness, American <laughs> Americanness mm-hmm. on the can. So yes, I get that, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, it's still kind of funny. I'll drink it one time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. I haven't had a Budweiser in a while, so taste the beech wood? No. <laughs> no, I don't taste really anything. No. Nope. Taste Eddie's wood. Eddie's, oh. Eddie's not here. Yeah. That'd be kinda hard to do. <laughs> I didn't charge my iPad over the week, so it's at thirty four percent right now. Uh oh. If uh-huh. the worst happens and we lose our drops halfway through, which actually I haven't been playing too many now, yeah. then I apologize for that. <laughs> so I may have to try to cram as many as I can in the beginning part of the episode. Yeah. But if you are listening, thank you for listening. We definitely appreciate that. If you would like to continue listening, hit that subscribe button. We definitely would. Oh, my. The studio is falling apart. An earthquake. Sawyer is laying on the ground bleeding. What? <laughs> oh, God. We Isn't should probably I? help. Oh, he's getting up. He He's walking over. He's okay. He is okay, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. From the earthquake. Wow. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? We were talking about Style 1D, American Wheat. It oh. seemed like, you know, since we've already done the American Lager episode on Super Bowl Sunday, it mm. felt uh, felt like we needed to do an, a, a truly American, Another American style. Yeah. yeah. That's not truly American. No. <laughs> it's Actually, not, it's not, not really American at all. <laughs> yeah. So going through our list of things we haven't done, American Wheat popped up. And so, so, yeah, that fits. And we do have a homebrew example for style comparison. Cool. So Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, American Wheat. Now, this is under the uh, the parent category of one, standard American beer. So these are all the ones that are, like, everyday drinkers. Um, it says this category describes everyday American beers. It has a wide public appeal. So you're going to see lots of different wheat beers um, available from many different breweries. They're usually, um, or many times, can be made by the uh, the big mass producers. And uh, you've probably seen commercials about them. We have some examples that are a little less known, and some of them are, are uh, maybe a little off from what a standard wheat beer would be. But that's part of the fun. So this would be Category 1D, American Wheat Beer. Overall impression is a refreshing wheat beer that can display more hop character and less yeast character than their German cousins. 
A clean fermentation character allows bready, doughy, or grainy wheat flavors to be complemented by hop flavor and bitterness rather than yeast qualities. So there's some important things there. Um, I'm going to skip straight to the style comparison because this oftentimes is compared to a Hefeweizen, but it is not that, at least the German variety anyway. Uh, style comparison, more hop character and less yeast character than the German Weissbier. Never with the banana and clove character of the German Weissbier. So that's very important. Generally, you can have the same range of balance as Blondales, but with a wheat character as the primary malt flavor. So whereas um, you know a German Hefeweizen is always very fruity, has lots of yeast characters, phenols, esters, many of that stuff, the American wheat is going to be opposite of that. You still get the wheat flavors, but... It's oftentimes using a very clean yeast, mm-hmm. so you're not going to get a whole lot of esters. Um, not as not as part of the style. I, clean I, yogurt yeast. I have a question. Does it vary on base style? <laughs> no. Nope. It okay. is the, it is the base style. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Just making sure. It's but it's been a while since we did an actual base style. It, and yeah. It varies on base style. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so the aroma for this one should be low to moderate grainy. Bready or doughy wheat character. A light, moderate, malty sweetness is acceptable. Esters can be moderate to none, although should reflect a relatively neutral yeast strain. Banana is uh, inappropriate. Hop aroma may be low to moderate and can have a citrusy, spicy, floral, or fruity character. No clove phenols. You know, there's one time that I had a hoppy wheat, and that mm-hmm. actually turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think Boulevard made it. it was, yeah. Yeah, really tasty. Mm-hmm. So, and that would be totally appropriate for this style. Yeah. Um, appearance, usually pale yellow to gold. Clarity may range from brilliant to hazy, with yeast approximating um, the German Weissbier style of beer. Big, long-lasting white head. So, this style can be cloudy. That's perfectly fine. Right. And that comes from uh, the wheat. You get a lot more of the of the haze from the enzymes off wheat than you would a regular, uh, like, two-row barley. And usually, uh, wheat yeast is not very flocculent. Yeah, so all of those things are not helping the clarity of the style. Uh, but that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to clear it. You can cold crash it if you want. Try your best to clear it out. But uh, <laughs> or you can do what I did and just forget that you had it, and it sat in secondary for two months, and it turned into a crystal vice. <laughs> a surprise wheat. <laughs> Flavor, light to moderately strong, bready, doughy, or grainy wheat flavor. So that's coming across in all of these things, aroma and flavor. Uh, wheat should be a main component. Obviously, this is called the American wheat beer style. And the wheat flavor can linger into the finish. May have a moderate malty sweetness or finish quite dry, low to moderate hot bitterness, which sometimes lasts into the finish. Balance is usually even, but maybe slightly bitter. Low to moderate hot flavor, citrusy, spicy, floral, or fruity. Esters can be moderate to none, but should not include banana. No clove phenols. Man, they're harping on that. May have a slight crisp finish. And then characteristic ingredients of this. Clean American ale or lager yeast. Clean lager yeast. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. So you need uh, clean lager yeast. <laughs> German Weissbier yeast is inappropriate for this style. Large proportion of wheat malt, often 30 to 50%, which is lower than... Uh, which is lower than is typical in German Weiss beers. Hmm. American, German, or New World hops are typical. Yeah, I think uh, I have a recipe for this later in the episode, but uh, I think I remember doing just a 50-50 split between wheat and uh, two-row or, or Pilsner malt or something like that. So it's definitely supposed to be a main, a really big part of this, and needs to come through in the flavor and the aroma. Now, do you still use American hops, or do you stick with the German variety? You can do either. Because American hops are going to have a little different character Mm -hmm. and usually more pungent in their IBUs yeah, or alpha acids. Yeah, they said Mm -hmm. American, German, or New World hops are typical, so it's... So if you do use American hops, probably less of them Yeah, than you would. If you're wanting all those piney, sharp, hoppy notes to come through, like in a hoppy wheat, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Or you can do the, the German, more grassy ones and... Tetanings one of my favorites to put in my wheat beers. I like the smell of that one. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Right. Well, thank you, Travis. Uh, history is going to be a little bit short today. All right. Well, thanks for that, Travis. Why'd you say it twice? I didn't. 
America's brewing history is rather short compared to the rest of the world. Our older and truly indigenous styles are, do you remember? Uh, uh, wait, there's two. Indigenous to America? Yes. Okay, so it wouldn't be anything European-based, no halos. Uh, the cream ale. That's one. Was one. And I'm going to say the Australian sparkling ale. <laughs> no. Oh, crap. <laughs> Sawyer, do you have a guess? Travis said cream ale. That's one. <laughs> We've done the other one. We've done the other one? Yeah. Mm, I'm not too sure, to be honest. California Common. Ooh, I would never would have guessed that the one. steam beer. So those are the two purely American styles. Uh, so at... 150 some odd years old our brewing is a lot younger than the rest of the world by far yes the bulk of americanized brewing those styles piggybacked on some older style are less than a quarter of that okay so this is all to say american wheat is a toddler in the world of beer styles wheat is a brewing ingredient like travis talked about but most of its known history is tied to german and belgium uh, sorry, Germany and Belgium, with references as early as 1500. So if you remember the Reinheitsgebot. Yes, from episode four. Is it four? <laughs> the Weissbier. God, that so was a long time ago. From, according to the Reinheitsgebot, what are the only things they're allowed to have in beer? Hops, barley, water. Water. And then later was changed to add yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so wheat was not included in that. Correct. They wanted to save the wheat to make bread, if you remember. Is that like a hippie movement? I guess. Save the wheat, <laughs> man! So anti-German sentiments after World War One and the start of Prohibition ensured any slight inroads these styles may have been making into America during the 1800s withered and died, so there were nobody was making any German-style beers. The popularity of German culture, including its beer styles, would re-emerge with the post-World War II occupation of Germany that extended into 1952. So once our American soldiers got over there and invaded Germany, they started drinking some of their beers like, oh, this is actually pretty good. This renewed interest, causing an upswing in the amount of imported German beer and homebrewers, ever the intrepid lot, went to experimenting. Still, it would be another 30 years before an American brewery made and released the first realization of an Americanized wheat style. Hmm. Anybody want to guess what that brewery is? That made the first one? Yeah. In 1984. Coors Light. <laughs> it's a wheat beer. <laughs> oh. 1984. 1050. One of America's oldest breweries Guinness. released their summer wheat. Guinness? Yingling. No. No. Sam Adams. No. <laughs> they were actually founded in 84. Good guess. Think Thank about, you. <laughs> think about um, our California common... Steam beer. Anchor. Anchor. San Francisco. Anchor Brewing released Anchor Summer Wheat. A San Francisco treat. (laughs) (laughs) This beer had subtle differences when compared to its German cousins. The yeast used was Anchor's own house ale yeast and fermented to a more neutral and cleaner profile. The beer also had a more hop-forward character, so Mm. maybe slightly hoppier wheat. The new style was adopted by the fledgling craft beer revolution, not the American Revolution. And today its expression <laughs> continues to broaden and deepen. So basically the biggest um, differences between the American and the German or Belgian wit, like Travis mentioned, was the type of yeast being used. So you get different flavor profiles. You're not talking about yeast mm-hmm. profile like you are. Specifically in the Belgian wit, there's a lot of yeast going on there. Um, but it's all American ingredients, normally some kind of American ale yeast or an American wheat yeast now that they've kind of cultivated that yeast strain, um, and American two-row and American-grown wheat. So there you go. Kind of a, a quick history, but it is slightly different than the German. And, like all the other beer styles we've talked about, <laughs> had to do with a war. If it weren't for the American occupation of Germany after World War II, we would not have, well, maybe at that time, probably would have eventually, but have not discovered those German beer styles. And, you know, the wheat style would not have made it over here. So just to be clear, not the American Revolution? 
Correct. Okay. The craft beer revolution. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What are you doing, Sawyer? I'm live streaming. On your phone? Yeah. And you're just rotating it around the room? I am. Okay. It's the only thing that works right now. <laughs> cool. You just make a hotspot on your phone and put it back over there. I will once I, we take a break. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are going to take our break now. Because <laughs> so we're we ready to drink some beer. Set up our wheat beers and get right into it. We're going to start off with a local example. And it comes from Grapevine Brewing Ooh, Company. Haven't had anything from them in a while. Yeah, I think the last thing we featured might have been the, uh, what is it, the Sir? Sir Williams. Mm-hmm. Sir Williams Brown. The Brown. Which, which is fantastic, by the way. Which apparently is now golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Sir, won't go into that. Sir yeah, it's Williams. a long story. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we are featuring today their Monarch, which is a classic American wheat. So it says directly from the can. Feel that can. It's a regular can. <laughs> it is a regular can. It says it's 110% authentic Texas craft beer. So that's 110? Cool. Yeah. Overachievers. 110. Right <laughs> so that's what we're going to start with. All right, any uh, ABV information or anything like that? Mm. The wheat beers are usually on the lower side. Yeah, these are all meant to be fairly sessionable. Yeah. I have an announcement. 4.3%. What? You just smashed America on your head. Yep. (laughs) America in your face! (laughs) Anyway. So, starting with the Monarch, this one is fairly clear. Yeah. Uh, A little hazy. Not a cloudy example. Not crystal. No. But... Hazy. Is this one uh, bottle condition or can conditioned? I don't know. Probably not. Well, I I doubt. I mean, with the, with the wheat, you don't filter it. Yes. Uh-huh. Th- this one did have fast growing head. <laughs> so that was certainly part of it. Big yeah, white. I still got a big rocky white head on mine. Yeah. Of course, I think I got the last pour. Smells great. A lot of that wheat bread yeah. character. Yeah. A lot of bread. Anyone get citrus? Mm, not really. I'm not really getting a whole lot of hop character either. No, I'm not, but I'm getting just a hint of like citrus or some kind of fruit. Maybe something fruity. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Petrol pump. Mm. Very smooth. Oh, that's tasty. Carbonation level's really low. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, not getting, I'm not getting any carbonation. We've got this awesome head on it, though. Well, yeah. Give you protein. I get some lemony notes, like lemon a lemongrass. Yeah, yeah. Like not candied lemon or or eucalyptus or like halls or anything, but yeah, lemongrass. I think I would agree with that. I'm getting like a a bready, crackery note. What about potato chips? No, no potato chips. Okay, <laughs> um, but definitely getting some <laughs> some bread and cracker. Yeah, like a wheat thin. <laughs> I you know, it's been so long since I've had wheat thins. I don't remember what those taste like. <laughs> wheat and with crackers. Is it a gulp? What cracker? Did you not hear that? No. Someone, I think someone gulped, and it was like really loud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. <sighs> okay, so I just I have a feeling that this <laughs> these discussions are going to be very short and to the point. Because there's not a whole lot going on in these beers, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Right? It's supposed to be an easy drinking, straightforward. It's not going to be complex. No. It shouldn't be, at least. Unless you want to call it Southwestern. What? Like, you know, like the Southwestern (laughs) Pale Ale from uh, Revolve. These aren't Pale Ale stones. I know. But still, if you put Southwestern in front of it, you could brew it with agave. I think... (laughs) I think that these American wheats are going to be more on the subdued, tamed side by design. Sure. Okay, because if you want, you know, a, a lot of those extra flavors, then you're talking German wheat. And if you want a crap ton of yeast character, then you're talking Belgian wit. Mm-hmm. And those are very complex. Right. 
when you start talking about yeast uh, characters and phenols and you know all that kind of stuff coming through. Those are complex. This is not. Right. This is very simple, to the point, easy drinking, smooth, uh, intro to beer kind of thing. Like Beer 101? <laughs> yeah. Blue Moon is an example of a, yeah. a wheat beer. That I, one still has a lot of citrus in it, though, but I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. And when you serve it with an orange wedge. Fun fact, <laughs> I've never had a Blue Moon. Huh. Never. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, you said you hadn't had Rolling Rock earlier. I was kind of surprised. That's by kind that. of a staple too. Rolling mm. Rock's been around for <clears throat> ever. Yeah, I've never had that. I, you know, before I started drinking a lot more beer with you guys, I was just drinking Coors Lad. So, mm-hmm. and it only take two or three. What yeah. are your, What are your um, What are your thoughts on serving a beer or drinking it with a slice of fruit? Um, it needs to be, I think, with a lighter style most of the time, unless you're just going for something off the wall. Do you think it's appropriate? Um, I, I, I think that's up to the person drinking it. Okay. To be honest, because I don't think Blue Moon would have brewed a beer, you know, and said, you know, this could go with a slice of fruit, but no, you know, or whatever. Well, also, you know, a lot of the breweries have very specific requirements on how their beers are served. Oh, I believe that. So I have a feeling that Blue Moon's one of those are like, you need to serve it with an orange wedge. Just because like, every time I've seen or ordered one myself, seen somebody order it, it comes with an orange wedge. Right. It's one of those things like if, if you're talking about Guinness, you have to go through training on how to properly pour a Guinness before they will put it on tap in your establishment. Wow. They're very specific about how it's poured. I didn't realize it was that specific. Yeah. So I have a feeling that you know the, the brewers know exactly what it is that they want. And if they want those orange citrusy characters to come through, they're going to, you know, suggested pairing. Of course. Being, serve it with an orange wedge. Or like Corona with lime. Yeah. Or Dos Equis. Yeah. Dos Equis always comes with a lime whenever you order at a restaurant. I was just getting ready to say that. And, you know, really, if it tastes good, great. I'll drink it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how it's served. So. And Shock Top's another one. Yeah. That's, that's an American wheat. I've had that. Uh, isn't it? I think it's American wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's also served with an orange wedge. I actually prefer Shock Top over Blue Moon. Blue Moon's got like a weird off flavor to me. Gotcha. Maybe that's just because I drank a lot of them. Yeah. I've heard... um, In my early years. I've heard from people on the other side of the discussion that think if the brewer intended the beer to taste like this, then who am I to add something else to change the flavor? If they intended the beer to be this particular flavor, profile, or own profile, then adding a piece of fruit would be, you know, uh, adulterifying. Unless they suggest the pairing. You know, maybe they wanted that fresh fruit flavor versus, you know, a, a, a hop citrus or adding it during the brewing process. Well, didn't you think about the the darker beers that we've seen? Well, I really have only seen ones that uh, cherry, sour, stout, you mm-hmm. know, that we had at Cool Keg that one time. I never would have thought to do that. And well, it actually came out to be pretty you know, good. By design, too. So Well, true, but still. I mean, uh, theirs is obviously by design as well. Yeah. You know, so you could argue, make the same argument. Okay. Well, I thought I'd ask since yeah. it was such a, an easy style and we needed more to talk about. Would you, be a great discussion. Would you add fruit to this one, the Monarch? Hmm. See, the, the lemongrass element that I got, I still got it all the way through the finish. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if it would pair well with another type of fruit. Maybe a slice of lemon. Maybe Does that make it too tart. I don't know. Ever, I have seen some wheat beer served with a slice of lemon. What about I like seen many peaches or mangoes? That would change it drastically. Yeah, in, but in be, a completely different direction, it would be good. Yeah, but it's not the beer that. Well, no. Grapevine wanted no. to brew. That's. I think that's kind of what Travis was getting with over there. Um you know, if if it's a citrus wheat and they serve it with a slice of citrus fruit, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But if you get a, a plain Jane American wheat like this Monarch is, and then you throw pear or mango or something into it, that's complete. That's a completely different beer, right? So, sure. cool, interesting, good. I have Helen Deville writing. <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to say ten as well. <laughs> this is pretty easy drinking. Yeah. Pretty up there. I'll go with I'll go with an eight. 
because of the uh, the limiting notes. And for those of you that are watching on Facebook and really trying to figure out what our poundability rating is and what it's about, it's just how easy we can drink it. How, you know, how easy you can, how easily you can pound it. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of our Facebook watchers, Stubby just uh, started watching. Oh, cool! Hi, Stubby. <laughs> cool. So, Stubby, right now it's just uh, me, Travis, and Sawyer. So, yeah. Cool. All right. On to the next one. Let's do it. Well, I'm glad you all asked. <laughs> uh, Nobody asked a question. <laughs> this is, uh, we're, we're going to hop the pond now. And by the pond, I don't mean the Atlantic Ocean, uh, more like the Pacific. Hmm. Uh, we're going to head to Hawaii. And this is from Hawaii. Maui Maui Brewing Company. This is the Mano Wheat. Mano Wheat. Mano Wheat. Mano Wheat. Yeah. And uh, it says, where's my ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> This is a wheat ale brewed with pineapple juice. Mm. Um, let's see. And it talks about why they use cans. Would you like for me to read that or just skip over Why it? they use cans? Yeah. You can read it. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> cans eliminate light damage and reduce the risk of oxidation, keeping this craft brew fresher than in the bottles. Cans right. are lighter, chill quicker, <laughs> and can be enjoyed on beaches and in sensitive environments. Aluminum is the most recycled and most eco-friendly, eco-friendly material. Echo, echo, echo. echo. Uh, wheat is a <clears throat> fresh, handcrafted American wheat ale brewed with malted barley, white wheat, and fresh local Maui gold pineapple. Hmm. Uh, the ABV is... If I can find... It was like 4.6. Yeah, I didn't check into it, so... It is not on the can. Uh, oh, 5.5 according to Untapped. 5.5. Cool. So, mono right. wheat. The go. first taste is with your eyes. Hawaii. Is our first Hawaii beer? Um, No, we had one from uh, Maui on the Golden Ale episode, oh. the blonde. Their golden wheat... Or Golden Wave. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. Now. I was or, like, or was it Kona? Yes. Kona. This is a different one. Yeah. Oh. This is Maui Brewing Company. Oh, welcome to the podcast, yeah. Maui. So this is a new one. <laughs> oh, they're the ones that do like the coconut porter. It's like cocoa. I remember I've had that one before. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway. Very cool. This is uh, very clear. Yeah. A little very darker clear. than the previous. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. More orangish rather than yellowish. Oh, I was looking at the orange light. We forgot. We found out that <laughs> the light sources changed the color. <laughs> uh, the, I get lots of pineapple in the aroma. Ooh, yeah. It's really nice. Very sweet. Yeah. With a hint of tartness that you get from a pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. This tastes like Hobby Lobby. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it has like the kind of the floral. Ooh. And a uh, tropical element to it, Ooh, obviously. That's good. That's good. Mm. We'll have to get this one for the uh, fruit beer part two. Yeah. I think we, we will, like, as a bonus beer. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like, just bring it out. Like, they don't even know about a, it. Surprise. a lot of fruit character in this one. Yeah. Like, it, it overpowers the wheat character. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up pineapple. I think the wheat kind of gives it its texture. Mm-hmm. But... The pineapple is very, it's it's there. It's good. I'm not usually a fan of pineapple, but that's pretty dang good. Yeah. Did did Fredo just comment? No. Okay. Never mind. You <laughs> probably commented on one of the other videos, the other ten videos I posted already. No. Oh. He should be at a concert right now. Oh. <laughs> you know, I and I know this sounds weird, but I'm pulling some similarities between this and our pumpkin ales. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say there's a little bit of uh, spice. I think that's like probably my, spice. what I'm comparing it to. Yeah. Now, that's kind of a, a gray area, I think, because I think the allspice and the, the pineapple have similar effects. Like, it's, it's not quite like a cinnamon, but it's some kind of allspice or... No, don't play the cinnamon drop. Don't play it. I just get cinnamon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, is it allspice or is it like ginger? Uh, I I would uh, lean I more towards like ginger. ginger. Oh, well. 
I let me try again. I really don't get allspice because allspice is a lot heavier than this. It's like it starts out spice, yeah. and then finishes pineapple. Mm. I like that. I like this beer. I would have done it without the spice. I think that just the pineapple. Now, of course, that's assuming that they added spice. What if they didn't? And what if it's the pineapple that's causing this flavor? It's highly possible. I could see that. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of a pineapple character, but it's kind of not. But the finish is straight up pineapple. Not pineapple. (laughs) Purple. Hmm. Yeah. It's strange. Fruit adds a interesting element to this, a neat characteristic. Mm. I think it works well yeah. with this. Um, Definitely different than the Monarch. Good flavor, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's almost like drinking straight up pineapple juice. Pineapple juice is pretty strong. Yeah, but I mean, that that's why I get, get the... It's it like watered down pineapple juice. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's why I said almost. Yeah, pineapple's got the like, tart mm-hmm. edge of the You'll feel cheeks. it in your cheeks and jaw. You're just like, <gasps> yeah, that's good though. Um, I, I like think it this. might affect my palatability rating just slightly. Yeah, I would agree. My palatability rating. rating. <laughs> I'm gonna go with eight on this one. Okay, Travis. I said eight on the Monarch. I think I'm gonna stay right around there. It, I mean, it still has the same good flavor. As the monarch, but yeah, the fruit adds an interesting twist. I think I could chug this. It's I'll say eight. It's kind of the the sweet part of it. I think would not sit on my stomach well if I pounded a bunch of them mm-hmm. because it, it's it's kind of sweet, heavy. Not like mouthfeel heavy, but sweet heavy. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I'm going to give this a seven and a half. Just, it's just a little much, you know, to pound with the pineapple being so present. Now, <laughs> but if it were, if, if it were colder, <laughs> if it were colder, then I would probably have a higher poundability. Would you serve it with a slice of pineapple? No, I don't think so. I think you, you should serve it with something that's going to be complimentary. What's complimentary to pineapple? Uh, I don't know. Maybe mango, <laughs> something I mean, tropical. Would be even sweeter, I th- I would think. Well, I know, but it give you like a an explosion of flavor. <laughs> an explosion. explosion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I would not serve this with any fruit. Yeah, I think, I think it has it's pretty. It's pretty fruit. flu fruity fruity fruity. <laughs> it's pretty fruity by itself. I don't think we, it needs any extra. So I, you know, what have you been doing lately? Drinking beer. Oh, hey, me too. <laughs> like all freaking weekend. Oh yeah. By the way, <laughs> Travis, uh, they had a whole keg of of uh, Shiner Blonde at the wedding yesterday. Mm. We had a keg of Fireman Number Four nice. Blonde Ale and some kind of was it Coors Light? Coors Miller Light, something light, whatever it was. I would have been gone after two beers. I'll taste it. Yeah. Well. Did you do your part to empty the Shiner Blonde? Keg? Oh, I did my best, but they they only served the beer in like these these this size of a cup. What? Yeah, they didn't what? have pint glasses or anything. It was lame. So like had... you would you would get a beer, and by the time you're back at your table, it was already gone. So just hang <laughs> out to... by the keg. That, I, <laughs> we started to do that because it was so hot outside. The keg was inside the house, so you know oh. we just hang out in there with the Cornegies and you know drank beer. So. Well, we had a. Uh little plastic what'd you say uh 10 ounce that's probably more than that 12 ounce plastic <laughs> cups so you know it lasted long enough yeah but the cake wasn't that far away so I that's just, that's always nice just made many visits with the uh the party <laughs> tap you pump oh my gosh fill it with air i kind of hung out there for a minute to make sure that the guy behind me didn't go crazy on the pump because that's kind of the thing to do apparently when you go to a, a kegger Everybody sees that pump on there. They think they got to pump the crap out of it. Oh yeah, it's like no, you're just gonna get foam. I I I was this close to almost having to set up the keg in their uh, <laughs> draft system because they didn't really know how to do it. Was just a party tap? No, they they had tap handles and everything. Yeah, yeah uh, it was it was a tower. Um, Fancy. It was, it was you know it looked like a you know something you'd see in a bar you know that kind of uh, thing. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, you know, so awesome. it, they didn't know how to set it up. It was kind of disappointing. I was like, well, "Do you help them out?" Yeah, I was like, "I homebrew. All you got to do is just 
you know, attach that onto the top. It just locks in. Well, they were using Senki though, probably weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you just put the CO2 line onto it and yeah. boom, you're done. Yeah. Don't turn the CO2 on too high. Uh-uh, don't like do that. two PSI. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on the pineapple beer? I like this beer. <laughs> that was not a drop. No, too. it was not. It sounded like one. I'm pretty I good like at that. This beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Pretty good. Pretty cool. good. Moving on. So next up is not technically an American wheat. Not wheat. <laughs> that I just realized. Um, this is. Uh, the session label, uh, which is part of Full Sail Brewing, and it says wheat on the label, but apparently it's a Hefeweizen, not an American wheat. So, well, it it could still be in the American wheat style. For example, on the commercial examples, they do list Widmer Hefeweizen as a commercial example. Yeah. So even though they call it a Hef, it might not be a German Hef. Could be an American half of Yeah, this just says premium half of Eisen. So if we stick our nose in there and we pull like bananas and cloves and a lot of yeast characters, then it's German. If it's relatively clean, it's probably American. Yeah. So anyway, this is not our full our first full sale. However, it is our first session label on the yeah. podcast. Well, um, the first taste is with your eyes. Indeed. Uh, not Pre- clear. Not at all. It's <laughs> pretty murky. Uh, well, when I, I pulled the uh, the condensation off the glass, and it's kind of clear. You have the top, don't you? It's I think this yellow. is bottle condition, because look at mine. I did offer to take the yeast. Oh, we will. Yeah, that looks different. Yeah, I think <laughs> I got the bottom of both <laughs> bottles. We did not <laughs> upend this before we poured it. We haven't had to think about that in a long time. Yeah. Nope. Oh, well. So I'd be interested to see if uh, my beer is different than yours. I get banana. I'm not getting a whole lot in the uh, aroma. Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when you're done, let me smell yours since you got the yeast. Smell my liquid. Well, they smell pretty similar. I'm, I'm not getting a whole lot of yeast character, though. Mine smells like fruit snacks. <laughs> fruit snacks? Yeah. Like a fruit roll-up? No, like the fruit snacks. The little ones like sh- shaped like a strawberry or shaped like a grape or shaped like an uh, orange slice. Okay. Or the uh, the smiles from Walmart. We used to get those <laughs> all the time in the apartment. That was a standard. <laughs> always come back with a fruit smile. Fight over the last package. <laughs> those things are good. Yeah, this smells kind of like that. Mm. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, hmm. I don't taste any German Hefeweizen characteristics. No, I don't either. It is very dry. Um, there's a fair amount of bitterness. Okay, yeah. on my tongue, I feel a little bit of bitterness. You know, when that's I'm... where you feel bitterness. <laughs> yeah, I agree, Eddie. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, some. It's not very carbonated. Not as much as I thought it would be. Not a fast-growing head. Y- yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what to say about this. It's just uh, uh, kind of there. I I don't even get any real flavor out of it. It's like the agave nectar in the side. No, of it's beer. even less than that. And Mariani and Damien are calling me a weirdo. Why? I don't know. Why is he a weirdo? <laughs> Mariani says, hola from Florida. Hello, governor. I guess that's where her and Eddie are right now. Uh, Eddie was day drunk. He was day drunk. Weren't they just in Shreveport? I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> today? <laughs> or yesterday or something? Anyway. Hmm. Yeah, it's very bready, like like a handful of wheat, and you're just chewing on it. And Mariani says, it's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not completely wrong. <laughs> she is not wrong. Because you can't tell her that she's wrong. It is yellow. Well, you're bucking lying. <laughs> it's yellow. It's a good beer. Um, this kind of reminds me of a beer that we're going to have later. Your homebrew? Yeah. 
There's a couple mm. of beers that reminded me of that, mm. which is why I brought it. I'm pulling a little bit of the lemongrass, like not as much as the Monarch, but yeah. any hint of it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's yeah, it's very straightforward. Not a whole lot going on. I'm picking up a slight bitterness Fits on the, the finish. On the finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a finish finish? <clears throat> no, just a regular finish. Okay. An American wheat finish. <laughs> Anybody else picking up any bitterness? Lingering, um, just kind of right there? Maybe a little. Just maybe. That was a loud gulp. <laughs> you okay over there, Travis? I think I have throat cancer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a leap. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I don't know. Yeah, there's a little a lingering bitterness on the finish. Maybe <clears throat> from hops. I think maybe hoppy wheat, but it's not. No, I mean, I don't smell hops or taste hops, right. but you get a lingering bitterness. Yeah. That's not normally in a wheat. It right? hasn't been in the last two. Yeah. Well, the last one was all pineapple. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You get anything about pineapple? Truth. I think that's making it hard to drink this beer because we had that big pineapple flavor in the last one. It kind of wrecked my palate a little bit. Wrecked your palate? Yeah. Oh, the guidelines say maybe slightly bitter. Okay. So, yeah, maybe a little. So, <laughs> <laughs> so American wheat or German hef? Oh, totally on the American wheat side. Yeah, I would okay. have to agree. So maybe they just use the word. Hefeweizen because of its roots. Roots. So, we're getting to poundability, Mariani. Hold your horses. Yeah, chill. We're, <laughs> we're just sniffing right now, okay? <laughs> oh! <laughs> she's not even here. She's running her podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she's several states away. She'll yeah. have her chance. Yeah. All right. So, I guess we should. Which we haven't, we haven't talked about that, but we have something very exciting coming up soon. We'll talk about it at the yeah. end of tonight. Maybe. We've maybe mentioned we, it before. Maybe we won't talk about it at all. We've mentioned it before. And we'll just like drop it without without any uh, fanfare. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to find out. I'm going to put this one up at like a nine. Yeah. I, I that, think that lingering bitterness kind of knocks it down from the ten. I'm oh. going to drop it to a seven. It's Ooh. a little lower for me. A little opposite. Okay. I'm going I'm at a eight and a half. Still pretty high. <laughs> what is the last style that we had where all of us were seven plus? Se- oh, uh, on on most of the beers. Imperial Stout. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been Eddie. <laughs> maybe the uh, Fest beer. No, maybe IPA. There's no. What? No. Yeah. No, we we were not all seven plus poundability on an IPA. American oh. lager probably was. Oh, what about malt liquor? Oh, yeah, <laughs> malt liquor. <laughs> malt liquor. I was going to say, except for Fredo. <laughs> this beer goes to 11. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. I, I think we have another comment from the peanut gallery. No, Mariani said, I'll be Bach. <laughs> As in B-A-C-H. Peanut. Isn't it B-O-C-K? <laughs> Depends. Well, yes, but in the beer sense. No, Mario just joined us. Oh, hi, Mario. I just hit the nuts. Mm. <laughs> anyway, any final thoughts show. on this one before we move on to our next beverage? I like this beer. I like this beer. I like this beer too. I liked your beer also. <laughs> Thanks, Sir Carr. <laughs> All right, let's move Word. on to the next one. <laughs> well, we've got a new brewery to uh, feature next, and it's actually new to me also. I've had this beer. It's new to me. In fact, I had no idea this brewery existed until yesterday when I bought the can. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So it's got to be fairly new. Um, obviously, the, the Austin beer scene is just exploding. Yeah. There's breweries and co-ops and brew pubs all over the place. 
everywhere. So this is um, this is one of those from Austin. It's called Fourth Tap Brewing Co-op, and they call this beer Renewal. It is a tamarind wheat ale. What is a tamarind? Yeah. A tamarind. Is it a citrus fruit? No, it's kind of like a bean. It comes in a pod. <laughs> you eat like a bean and it, you're done. Yeah. It, <laughs> I actually had to brew a beer with tamarind one time for an iron mash. That's the only reason I know what it is. Is that the first one? Yes. That you did because we've done every one after that together. Yeah, and it looked like a just like a big long pea pod. <laughs> Giggity. All right. Give me that PP. <laughs> Look like a pea pod. And then what you would do is you would like uh, skin it, but then you had the pulp, which is really like thick and viscous and just mashy. Um, and you put that in the beer, and it had kind of a raisiny flavor, mm. something like that. So this, um, if they brewed it with tamarind, which I assume so, it's in the title, that's definitely going to come through. And this will not be like the other wheat beers. Interesting. So, welcome to the podcast, Fourth Tap. Hello. And welcome to my life. Tart, energizing, curious, and refreshing. That's <laughs> 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 what it says on the can. Do we have an ABV for this one? No. Look on Untapped. Okay. Untapped says. This is a lot. 5.8%. This is a lot darker. Yeah. Pale wheat ale. Slightly hazy. Mine's not. I can't see through mine at all. Light orange. Orange. Yeah, this is probably the darkest one we've had so far today. I'm assuming that oh, comes yeah. from the tamarind. And very hazy. Yeah. Welcome to Brew Styles. Oh, hello, Ben Smithy. Hey, Ben. There's a throwback. Haven't seen Ben in a while. He was at my wedding. Ben. Well, I know, but other than that, oh, okay. he travels a lot. Yeah. Ben. <laughs> ben. Saxophone player. It's still not ringing a bell. I'm getting a weird aroma here. Is that I see? Because I don't know what a tamarind is, so it might be that. I think yeah. it is that. It's gotta be that. Yeah. I say tropical fruit, but not in a pineapple sense. Okay. But um, or like a mango. Yeah, maybe if you had like a dark fruit. That's uh, that would be tropical in nature. I think that's what a tamarind would be. Hmm. It's used a lot in uh, Indian food, I believe, like uh, the Southeast Asia. Do any of our Facebook watchers know what a tamarind is? Chime in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, just comment <laughs> on the video. Yeah, Dark it's definitely something in the aroma, but I can't necessarily put my fingers on it. Well, I don't think you'd want to put your fingers on it because it needs to go wet. Ooh. Uh-oh. That didn't I like good. it. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Whoa, there's a surprise. That's like a slap in the face. <laughs> oh. oh. Just taste it. It's going to slap you in the face, too. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> this, this tastes like something we've had before. But I don't remember what it is. <laughs> You see Travis's face. <laughs> Does this taste familiar to you guys? It's kind of tart. Like, a, I don't know if I'd go as far as a Berliner Weiss, but it's kind of borderline. It's not sour no, like a Berliner. It's fruity. But it's tart. It's fruity and tart. Like yeah. like sweet tarts. It tastes like sweet tarts. This kind of reminds me of, uh, I think, one of the uh, malt liquors. What? Four Loco? No, it wasn't Four Loco. It was another one. I think it was the purple one. Uh, what was that? It was the one that Frado bought. Uh, Blackberry. Yeah, that one. Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this almost has like a cider character to it. Cider? Yeah. It's kind of apple-ish. Uh, I, I agree with the tart yeah. comment because I've taken a few sips and it's definitely still there. I like this. I don't know about apple. Of course, you know I it, I gravitate towards the Berliners and the sours, but this is this is great. I could drink this all day. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so try to look past the tamarind. 
Are you getting any wheat character? I still don't know what a tamarind is. No, it. I don't get any wheat. Well, assume it's the the, the weird fruity tartness. Yeah. Okay. Do you get any wheat flavor mm, aroma? Not really. It's a pretty overpowering fruit or vegetable or whatever it is. Yeah. It's strong. I bet Fredo knows what a tamarind is. <laughs> if only he were here to explain it to us. I, I know what it is. We could ask Siri. Did you just Google it? Yeah. Um, let's see. A tamarind is a... You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. <laughs> Dang it. It's a leguminous tree in the family <laughs> Fabicae, indigenous to tropical Africa. This is from Africa. Oh, the tamarind tree produces edible pod-like fruit, which is used extensively in cuisines around the world. Other uses include traditional medicine and metal polish. <laughs> We're drinking metal polish. The wood can be used in carpentry. <laughs> Clearly. Because of the tamarind's many uses, cultivation has spread around the world in tropical and subtropical zones. Uh, but I would like to know what it tastes like. Uh, <laughs> Did it say what kind of dishes it's used in or just it's used in dishes? It's just used in dishes. Usually ones uh, made of steel or <laughs> aluminum to polish them. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Here we go. the The tamarind is best described as sweet and sour in taste, and mm-hmm. is high in uh, tartaric tartaric acid, sugar, B Tartar. vitamins, and oddly for a fruit, calcium. Is that our ten dollar word for the day? Tartaric. <laughs> I so, would say yes. So basically, yeah. what you're telling me is, I need to brew something with a tamarind. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something for your birthday that I can't go to. Oh, sorry. No, I'm I'm brewing the Kolsch. Yeah, Kessel Run Kolsch. Are y'all still, are y'all doing a pool party for that thing? Pool party? Do I have a pool? Oh, I didn't look at the address. <laughs> it's here. Okay. It's Mikasa. Gotcha. Anyway, I like this beer. Palindavildi. The writing. No, 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 no. This one's gonna be low for me. I'd say probably about a four. Because the tamarind is such a strong flavor. Sable's going to say 10. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the opposite. That's <laughs> because it is so present and tart, it's not as easy to pound. I just took another drink. I have this goofy look on my face, I'm sure. So Travis says four. I'm Sawyer. at <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice would not work. I'm at an eight. Seven. I'm, I'm at an eight. An eight, really? So you like the sourness? I do. It's it's pretty good. I'm gonna go up to ten on this one. Whoa! That's huge. Okay. That's huge. Well, the first wheat beer was a ten. With the uh, was the first one we had the uh, the grapevine. Monarch, yeah. I said a ten on that one. Mm. This was ten for sure. It's fantastic. I mean, even some of the Berliners I would put up to a ten. They're just refreshing to me. Does this beer go to 11? No, maybe not. It's okay. definitely a 10, though. Cool. It's fantastic. We're going to feature it. Berliner Weiss later this month. It's going to be exciting. So, when Isn't Eddie it next is week? I thought it was next week. Yeah. Well, a couple weeks. <clears throat> I should have picked up one uh, when we were in Austin. So I saw oh, the, uh, yeah. the Redbird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe we get that one here now. Maybe we need to revisit Goza. Too. That was a good one. Yeah, I like those. Do it better. All right. So is that <laughs> it for commercial examples? Yeah, we uh, yeah. we do have a homebrew. We do. And we have a German Hefeweizen that we could. So com- we have a comparison to, homebrew. Yeah, if we wanted to. Okay. <clears throat> Completely different style, but it tastes similar in certain ways. So I brought this next one for a couple of reasons. Really made one. One main one. Well, I can't talk. No, I'm not drunk. <laughs> I promise. Are you Sawyer? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like I said, yesterday I was at Tup's Brewery, mm-hmm. and I was drinking a beer called Texas Shade, which they call a wheat beer. But if you check into it on Untapped, they call it a wit beer. 
Okay. However, it tasted exactly like the beer you have in front of you now. Your beer. My beer. Which is not an American wheat. No, it's a Dunkelweiss. It's brown. (laughs) Yeah, it's way different. Uh, Not yellow. But it tastes the same. I like I it's the first sip I had of it just boom this is exactly what I thought of This is very clear now now like the one I have is crystal clear still very dark but crystal clear mm-hmm. Yeah Dunkelweiss for our listeners that don't know is a dark wheat beer so this is still wheat based but it's going to have a little more like dark malts that will add to the color and the flavor and, fun fact, I brewed this for Travis's wedding, and no, the keg did not blow. <laughs> you lost that contest. I really did. I thought mine would blow. Um, I think that was partly to do with the fact that it was over-carbonated, and every time you poured one, you got half a glass of foam. All right, so let's make that blind. Well, okay, in my, in my defense, I was supposed to have brought a stout, <laughs> and maybe a day or two before, I found out that I needed to bring something different. <laughs> That's fair. So it got overcarbonated by accident. That's right. So we made it work. Yeah. Uh, I do feel that it has changed slightly. It probably has. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The Dunkel character is not nearly as prominent as it used to be. Right. That the, it's not really building a head like it used to. Um, well, you also bottled it from the keg. Right. Probably a few months ago. Oh yeah, it's been a while. It's been sitting in my fridge for a while. Flavor's still nice though. Uh, I do get a lot of wheat character. Yeah. Uh, the bready, crackery stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. get any any dark grain. Yeah, things. that's kind of gone down a little bit, in my opinion. Which is strange, because usually it more aging, better. the dark grains kind of melt more and, and come through. Yeah, uh, this is about 5% um, ABV. Pretty easy drinking. I only have about nine bottles of this left. So, what do you have on tap now? <laughs> right now, I have a session IPA all mosaic. Uh, nice. Yeah. And I have a milk stout. Ooh. In summer? I, I wasn't In on purpose. Summer. This is a beer that I brewed. <laughs> this is the same beer that I originally brewed for Travis's wedding. Uh,. Yeah, and I just haven't been able to drink it because it's too dang hot. I actually have five gallons of my uh, not purple Imperial Blonde sitting. Hey, dude, unplug that stout, let it sit until winter. It's going to be fantastic. I have nothing to put it in, though. Leave it in the keg. I don't have an extra keg for my other beer that I have okay, sitting so in. buy one. That's money. <laughs> They're cheap now, dude. Buy a used one. Uh, Tell us I'm... about your recipe for this one. <laughs> oh, I didn't look that up. Uh Y'all talk amongst yourselves, and I'll look it up real quick. Okay, so I brewed an American wheat last year, and turned out very flavorful, very tasty. And it was from Jamil's book, Brewing Classic Styles. It is a exact 50-50 split of wheat and two-row, like I talked about earlier. Three different hop additions, which I was surprised by that. Uh, Willamette at 60 and then at uh, Flame Out was Centennial and Fuggle. Interesting combination. I don't know why. I think the Fuggle was like something I had in the in the freezer, and I was like, I just need to get rid of some of this stuff. <laughs> Giggles. Oh, so that wasn't in the BCS book. Probably not. <laughs> I'm looking at my my brew toad. Oh, okay. It's like uh, American wheat yeast, which is a very clean, simple one. Mm-hmm. Um. Mashed at 152 for 60 minutes. So this was a really straightforward brew day hmm. for a straightforward beer. So Interesting. I've got mine pulled up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I used, and I'm not going to give numbers just because, you know, it's my beer. If you guys <laughs> want it later, I'll give it to you guys. Uh, so I used Avangard Pale Wheat, Avangard Pilsen, Avangard Light Munich, Caramel Munich 2, uh, Dinjamon Special uh, B. That looked like an 8. Did you say Pokemon? No, Digimons. <laughs> Digimon. Din- Digital Monsters. Dinj, D-I-N-G. Dingmans? Uh, 
That, yeah, okay. Pretty sure it's Dingman. <laughs> Pretty sure it's I, Dingman. I, I didn't know. <laughs> uh, and an ounce of German Pearl, Perlet. And uh, oh. I went with the uh, dry safe ale 06. That's always a safe choice. It is a safe choice because I like to call it safe ale. Is that okay? <laughs> there's no E. I know there's not an E. Safe ale. So, yeah, that's what I use. <laughs> All right, cool. It's tasty. Thank you. Not American wheat. No. <laughs> but, again, the reason why I brought it is because yesterday at Tups, that wheat beer tasted exactly like this, mm, okay. but the version from the wedding, not this version. Right. Yeah. All right. Anything else about American wheat before we close it up? I like beer. <laughs> Thank you, Sawyer. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the American wheat. Join us next week, where we will all go blonde and feature Belgian blonde ale. Cheers till then.